I was in a conference room at work. All my coworkers were there, plus three guys who looked like Fed, and the two Stacys, and those Arcana representatives. The white-haired Arcana woman barked, Stacy, do you feel it? The Stacys made no move. They stared at nothing, eyes glazed. Well, their mom's eyes blazed as she bellowed, Answer me. Her husband, the man I'd heard called Rufus, said, Anna, they are overcome. The woman, Anna, he called her, scurried over to where I sat. She slammed the table right in front of me and yelled, You! This is because of you! Thirty minutes before, Jan and I were together in the conference room, just us, when we spotted this group on the other side of security. Before we could duck or run, they had pushed past our completely ineffective security team, like a mob infiltrating the Capitol building during a historic convening of both houses of Congress. As quick as you could snap a selfie with a cop or steal a lectern, they were upon us in the conference room. Joanna, my boss, got between them and us and said, You are not allowed in here. This is a classified government project. You need clearance. Anna had smiled serenely at Joanna. Then she snapped her fingers, and one of the men in Windbreaker said, Anna's okay, I'll vouch for her. Joanna turned to Windbreaker Man and said, And who are you? The man reached into his pocket. He looked like a fed. I thought he was going to present a badge, but instead, he pulled out a phone, an old flip phone. He punched one single button, Waited a moment while Joanna looked from Anna to me and back to Windbreaker Man. Finally, Windbreaker Man spoke into the phone. He said, Mr. Undersecretary, your assistance is required. Windbreaker Man listened for a moment, mumbled something I didn't understand, then handed the phone to Joanna. He said, Here. Joanna hesitated, took the phone and said, Hello? She listened. Then her back straightened and she said, Oh, yes, sir. No, sir, I I didn't. I see. Yes, Mr. Undersecretary. No, I, I understand, sir. I will. Joanna slowly lowered the phone from her ear, then handed it to Windbreaker Man. She looked at Anna and said, You may proceed. Jan shot me a glance as though asking, What the hell? I just shook my head. I had no idea. Then, the guys wearing suits and Navy windbreakers rounded up everyone in the office. Developers, managers, the intern, even our unarmed security team was there. And now, after slamming the table and yelling at me, Anna surveyed the room and announced, My daughters have been overcome. Anyone with knowledge of this matter must come forward now. Jan and I were the only ones knowledgeable, and we didn't say a thing. Then Windbreaker Man pulled out handcuffs and said to me, You are under arrest for the murder of three men. Rufus cut in. Not yet. First, we help our daughters. They have been overcome. They need to hold that computronium this man is hiding, I said. I don't have it. Rufus lunged at he me. He grabbed my shirt and lifted me so easily, it was like gravity stopped obeying the law. All two dozen of my co-workers gasped. I said, I threw it away. Really? In a trash can? Honest. I was lying. To me, it sounded plausible. I felt good. Until 
what happened next. Rufus flung me aside. Then he grabbed Jan and lifted her out of her chair. Everyone gasped again. Two of the office security started to stand, but the Windbreaker men turned toward them, and security slunk back into their chair. Rufus had a hold of Jan. I was lying on the floor where he discarded me. He looked down at me and said, You will talk, or we will make her talk. When you see how we make her talk, you will scream. Rufus twisted his torso, and to punctuate the word scream, he slapped Jan with the back of his hand. So hard her head spun. I swear, it spun. Surely, the impact of Rufus's ruthless slap had snapped Jan's neck, and next, in fact, I snapped. I remembered later what I did, but in the moment, it was a blur. I did not have the rock. The rock was in the room, jammed up under the table. I was not touching it, so this was all me. And somewhere in me, I found the ability to kick ass. It was just like having the computer. I could see each action before it happened. I felt like I had superhero powers. I shouted, run, everyone, out. I lunged at Rufus. Anna went for her gun. She waved it for a minute, tracking me, but I was engaged with Rufus and she couldn't shoot. The two Stacys had guns too, but they were sitting placidly in the corner doing nothing, a five-mile stare in their face. Joanna and Robbie grabbed Jan. Everyone bolted from the conference room, pushing each other, screaming in the melee. My intuition showed me how to keep a hold of Rufus, locking them from the door, locking Anna from shooting anyone. Rufus was much stronger than me, but I computed which option would keep him off balance. Nudge him this way, sway him that way. Enough to keep his wife from shooting me, enough to allow everyone the chance to escape. But Rufus wasn't an idiot, and Rufus did something I did not expect. Well, there it is. The next recording of this series will be out next week. If you want to find out what Rufus did, subscribe to this podcast feed so it appears in your favorite podcast app as soon as I release it. If you have a moment, it's easy to rate and review, too. Links in the show notes. My name is Hans Anderson. I'm the creator of Distinctive Stories. Maybe you know someone who likes weird shit like this. If so, reach out to them and say, Hey, I was listening to this podcast, and it was so weird, I thought of you. Hey, the next recording is called Below the Secrecy. You will hear it right here next time.